podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Hello and welcome to this Foot Weekly podcast. It's a content pod and there is plenty to get through this week. Loads of player SBCs out there which we'll definitely dig into, as well as another recently released player who scored 68 goals and got 10 assists in one weekend league for me. We also talk about whether Team of the Year has been bad and maybe why, plus what's to come with Foot Future Stars on the horizon. I'm your host Ben and you'll hear all that and more on this week's Foot Weekly podcast, brought to you by our supporters. Let's introduce our first guest, a regular. It is Steve Stokes, the foot coach. Welcome. Yeah, hi, Ben. Um, slowly recovering from a shattered eardrum after a certain incident involving one of our other guests and a pack opening just before we came mm, on air. Yeah, something we'll get into. We don't have Jake, so he can't make this week, but we have two excellent uh, January transfers coming in for this particular episode. So uh, welcome, first of all, to Rich Buckley, uh, esports commentator. How are we? Doing very well. Thank you, Ben. Uh, thank you for having me back on the pod. Received some nice messages after the last couple of episodes that I've been on the podcast. So great to be back nice. and hopefully share some of the, the casual slash pro advice that I might be able to uh, yeah, yeah. to give. But your sort of man of the people, casual FIFA player claims are certainly disappearing fast with the result you had over the weekend, which I'm sure we'll talk about on the gameplay pod. For now, though, let's introduce our final guest, who is another popular guest last time he appeared so it's good to have you back welcome again example all right ben how's it going yeah good thanks well we might as well get into it then how's your team of the year been have you had any good luck or have things been uh, pretty average sunday last week i was opening just for the midfielders i, I for some reason i uh, got a, a tingling sense and i did pack a kevin de bruyne team of the year so that was fun and i got to sell him at a price nice. of like three million on xbox uh which the next day he was like 2.1 or 2.2 million so I was chuffed and then I opened about 300 packs, about a million coins worth then on the Friday, just when the full team of the week was, our team of the year was out. And I packed a Emmanuel Neuer. Now, it's not amazing, but at the same time, there's some people out there that didn't pack any within 7,000 pounds and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm pretty happy with that. No, that's certainly good. And your De Bruyne was tradable, right? So that's a, a nice bit of coins as well. Yeah, even better. Very nice. And Steve, what about you? Anything to note from this weekend? Well, I, I managed to talk myself into buying 12,000 FIFA points just to see what happened. Uh, <laughs> that was regrettable. Packed absolutely nothing. Couldn't even tell you what the best pool was, actually. It was, it was that forgettable. The, the highlight of my team of the year so far has been completing the Jack Grealish objective. Grealish, Grealish. Uh, that's as close as I've got to a team of the year card. Mm, yeah, looking forward to hearing your thoughts on him a little bit later. Let's go to Rich then. Yours is quite interesting and it involves the pod. So do you want to take us through what happened? Yeah, so I, I'll i take you back a little bit. We'll, we'll build up to it, Ben. I had a decent amount of FIFA points ready to go. Uh, thankfully, I'm in a position where I'm able to put FIFA points on as a, a sort of a business expense. Uh, with the content and the streams and whatnot. So I think I had like 70, maybe 80k FIFA points loaded up for Team of the Year. I saved all those FIFA points for when they were all out in packs. 80,000 FIFA points 
nothing of note at all. No icons, no blues, nothing from my FIFA points. So like, okay, this is this is looking a little bit grim right now. So I went down the upgrade route, stored all the players from the ultimate packs and the 100Ks into my club and just started rinsing upgrade packs. On the Friday night when the uh, headliner, uh, the honourable mentions, I should say, were released, got the purple flare and I was like, oh my God, I've got one, I've got one. But I didn't realise it was purple and it was uh, Mane, which I thought, oh my God, that's like really good still. So Mm. I was talking to the boys in discord and we were saying like you know what i'm actually i'm actually really happy with that like i would take that and then hour seven of the live stream on friday night we were just doing upgrades and i got the purple flare portugal bruno fernandez came out um from a three player one premier league rare pack the not the <laughs> premium upgrade the regular upgrade so after team of the year i was like you know what i'm just gonna check out there i'm not gonna do any more upgrades i'm happy and then today, we were just about to jump on, start recording the podcast. I loaded up my FIFA just to have a look at my team and um, prepare myself for some of the questions that were being sent in. And I thought, you know what? I've got a, a few bits of fodder left in the club from score battle awards, from doing the uh, objectives. I'll just rinse through these players in the, the club and do a couple more upgrades. Third upgrade in, three Premier League players. I see the purple flare, and I thought it might have been... <laughs> the, the worst thing was... For the first image, it was untradeable Bruno. I've just got untradeable Bruno, and I can't do anything with him. He's a duplicate. And then Dutch, centre-back. So in the space of 48 hours, we've got Mane, Bruno, and Virgil, all untradeable in the club. Which is, I mean, probably from the investment in the upgrades and also the FIFA points, I would say a lot of other content creators, I'm probably top of the list in terms of what I've packed back for the mm. time and investment that I've put in. Because I've seen like some creators putting in seven, eight thousand pounds worth of FIFA points and not getting a thing back. Yeah, completely. I mean, quite a few people got in touch saying, I didn't pack a team of the year. Can you make me feel better about that? And I think, you know, it is important to say if you packed a team of the year, you're extremely lucky. People um, have spent huge amounts. They've um, ripped a ridiculous number of upgrade packs in order to get a team of the year and haven't. Um, basically, you know, doing it nonstop. And even someone like Matt for trading, friend of the pod saved 1600 packs he did uh, upgrades put a huge amount into team of the year got a massive amount of tradable value of course out of doing that but got two team of the years which you know he enjoyed of course and that's what it's all about but i think it just highlights the chances of packing them and how maybe there's a bit of an issue because people think they will because hey it's a promo and there's these players to pack and you do have a decent chance of packing other promo players but you know for team of the year this isn't the case and I'm sure we'll talk a bit more about that later. What I did want to move on to, though, was my own luck because I didn't save many packs, but uh, I did save the icon swap packs because, you know, the chances in those are fairly decent. I got to my 85 plus pack, so five times 85 plus, uh, out popped the flare, got very excited, purple flare, and then saw the French flag and was like, here we go, Mbappe. Um, but it was, in fact, Fakir. So just like Richard, got slightly baited, but. It turns out Fakir is seriously good. (laughs) Seriously good. I think he's been somewhat overlooked. I mean, he's only about 250k, which is reasonable. But I have not had a better record from an individual player in a weekend league 
possibly ever than I had with Fekir. And this is the weekend league where I was not playing particularly amazingly. I hadn't particularly spent lots on my team. I was really messing about with a number of different formations and systems. And he scored 68 goals in 30 games a weekend league and got 10 assists. I feel like I need to say it again just to outline how crazy that is. 68 goals in 30 games in weekend league. That's unbelievable. I literally don't believe you. Honestly, I don't think I'd believe it if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes. It was <laughs> it was unbelievable. It really was. And the thing is, though, I packed him. I looked at his stats with Hunter and straight away I was like, this guy is going to be good. Because actually, when you look at the stats in game, the 96 balance, uh, the 94 composure, 93 dribbling the basically maxed out key shooting stats along with you know pushing high 90s pace and outside foot shot finesse shot trait flair and ideal work rates and of course the most important thing which is that 87 strength and 85 aggression the physicality which i think is the thing that makes him properly good and once he gets goal side of a defender he's through on goal his finishing is great his composure is amazing and it's a goal the only thing I'd say about him is maybe his agility isn't the highest and his reactions aren't the highest, but I didn't really find that an issue at all. I think maybe if you played him out wide, that might be more of a factor, but he's so clean in terms of everything he does. You know, his passing's really good. Got that bulldog-like approach like you have with Maradona, for example. And I actually think Maradona's quite a good comparison for how he feels. He's got, you know, that stocky body type, the low center of gravity. Not the five-star skills, but he does have four-star weak foot, where in the past, Fekir items have had three star and perhaps even two at some points so the four star weak foot is great he finishes on his weak foot really well and um he just kept banging them in it was weird he scored by far uh, the majority of my goals perhaps even you know close to 80 percent i thought you know he might be a flat track bully and in his first 10 games in weekend league as you'd expect he did score quite a few but whereas most strikers would when they come up against better opponents their goal scoring would reduce that didn't really happen I mean he didn't score quite as many but it wasn't anywhere near the drop-off you'd see with other forwards and considering you know he's 88 rated he's 250k he links to Varane to Koundé uh, you know he's French and he's La Liga I mean he's a player who I think is extremely underrated and clearly can compete with some of the better strikers uh, strength is coming into play more and more as we see the pace gap between defenders and attackers become less and less so someone who has that physicality and can use their body to shield the ball as they run through on goal is going to be more and more important in my opinion um, but yeah I can't speak highly enough of Fekir he's just an all-round fantastic player and he can also play quite a few different positions I reckon as I said slightly less sure about him playing wide because of the agility but certainly as an attacking midfielder maybe even you know further forward as a centre mid as part of a midfield three he's a really really good player and uh, yeah would encourage people to pick him up and if you do uh, let me know via at footweeklyben on twitter footweekly at mail.com although I should say make sure you're playing him as a striker with Hunter if you want you know anything close to those kind of numbers I'd imagine right let's move on to our next player of the week and I believe this is going to be Jack Grealish right Steve because you have done that team of the year honorable mentions version uh, how did you find him I haven't used him that extensively I won't pretend that I have but I've, I've played a handful of games with him and there's a lot to like there I think it's one of these cards that you've got to get the right chemistry style on it I went with Hunter his composure isn't perhaps the best so I'd be a little bit wary of playing him at striker, perhaps. Um, and it seems to me that his 
His best role would perhaps be at, at Cam, either in a 4-1-2-1-2 behind the two strikers or as a central Cam in a 4-2-3-1. Passing is excellent. I needed him to just wait a few through balls absolutely spot on, and he did that. But yeah, it's altogether good, solid card. Four-star skills would be nice if he had five, but you know, four-star we can cope with, three-star weak foot. As I say, the only knock on him really is is the the slightly poor composure, but um, it's, it's another of these cards that, as a free card, I mean, all you're paying with really is your time. Is this a great card to have in your club? Mm, yeah, a good one for objectives as well. Let's move on from what is, as people say, a free card to a player that I'm assuming is going to be pretty expensive because, Rich, you stacked your team for this weekend and it paid off. Yeah, it did indeed. I mean, after getting Bruno in the, the upgrades, I'll just mention it again, <laughs> I was almost in sort of desperate need. I had quite a large amount of coins. I've been sat, sitting on my coins, I think, from the first podcast that I did about seven, eight weeks ago. I've been sat on mm. sort of like six, seven million. I saw my team early doors and I was just preparing, playing with untradeable teams, just getting through it. And then we finally splurged. We, we, we bought the team around him i brought in 94 zidane who i didn't know what to expect but the the formation that we're playing in the 4-3-2-1 a midfield three of de bruyne zidane and bruno was just incredible i was able to just pin people back so quickly but the the player that i'm actually going to highlight is that sadio mane he was up front with uh in a, a 4-3-2-1 he was playing right forward ronaldo and mbappe just the regular versions striker and left forward and Mane feels so quick and he has got 97 pace and sometimes you see players with like really high pace stats but they'll still feel a little bit slow off the mark but with the dribbling boost that he's got on this honorable mentions foot item he just feels rapid off the mark and partnered with like decent aggression as well 79 aggression 87 composure and 95 finishing. He is almost the perfect wide four-star player on the game. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I do think Mane has that, you know, special something in the way he responds to situations. I wonder if that's because of his high reactions. He always seems to latch onto three balls and, you know, be a, a step ahead a lot of the time. And I imagine it's to do with the pace and reactions for sure. Let's move on then finally to example. Who are you going to go for? Right, so uh, I don't have as much coins as the lad. I was stuck between two players, Team of the Year, Cristiano Ronaldo or R9. And uh, it, was a, it was a really tough time on Friday. Uh, <laughs> but I ended up going with Cristiano Ronaldo's Team of the Year. And um, yeah, he's sick. Like, he's just as sick as he sounds, you know. And um, like, I, I'm obviously not going to, he's not going to be my main player that I'm going to talk about here because I don't think a lot of people that listen to this would have 7 million coins to spare. And mm-hmm. I'd imagine they already know he's sick. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he, he's just, he has that BS. He just has... He has every single element of the game. It's like um, he's like Neo in the Matrix. Mm. Like he just he just glitches through everything. It's it's great for me, not for anybody else. <laughs> but um, other than that, like Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah, of course. But my other probably player of the week would be the player of the month, Bruno Fernandez. In twenty games, he got nine goals and twelve assists from center mid. And I wouldn't consider myself somebody that uh, usually scores with a center mid that often. It'd be more my strikers or wingers. Mm. Um, so I thought that was really good for him and. Like people are always kind of complaining about his price, maybe, and uh, I think it's one. It's not even just a fair price. I think it's a great price because not only is this card in ninety two rated, but there's I'd say the chance of him getting an upgrade for the the winter refresh they call it 
uh, is huge. So when he does get that upgrade, maybe to an 88, maybe to an 89, his card is going to be at least a 93, possibly a 94 for what, 950,000 coins hmm. during the time where everybody has all the fodder in the world. I just think it's a great price for a good player. And um, he's definitely able to compete just because there's a 97 one for 3 million. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do the 92 one for less than a million. Yeah, I think you make a good point in terms of Bruno Fernandes Player of the Month being a value. I think we were mentioning this before. Yeah. And the only thing I would say is I'm not sure about the upgrade potential there because I know Japes has mentioned it a few times on the pod and I've kept meaning to clarify it's just never came up. But basically, if a player was to get upgraded last year, they needed to get, I think it was a plus three on their base card to actually qualify Ooh, for an upgrade in foot. Right, yeah. Which means that someone like Bruno, who I think if you go to head-to-head and check his overall rating there, he's an 88, so only a plus for one. Now, we never know what EA are going to do, obviously, but just going off last year, it doesn't look like there's a great chance of him being upgraded. Um, the same with quite a lot of the higher-rated players, but still, you never know, as I said. Anyway, on that, we'll take a break and we'll be back to talk about the baby CR7, that 87-rated right wing who's out for a fair bit longer, and the Boateng and plenty more as well on the Team of the Year front. And of course, we'll be giving our thoughts on the promo as a whole. We'll be back in just a moment. Hello, listeners. And as you may know, it's the first week of the month, which means it is the best week to sign up to become a supporter of the pod. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our generous patrons. Sometimes you can sign up to support something and you don't really get anything back, but that certainly isn't the case for the Foot Weekly podcast. By signing up to the Patreon for just £3 a month, you get double the amount of podcast content, whereas on the main feed that you're listening to at the moment, you'll get a gameplay pod or a content pod each week. On the supporter podcast feed, which you can add into your podcast app or you can get the Patreon app, which has the feed in it, you get a gameplay and content pod every single week. So this week you could head over there and listen to Richard talking about the 4-3-2-1 that got him Elite 1 or Examples Corner Technique, which scores him one goal every four corners, as well as how to shoot and much more. All that and the entire back catalogue of gameplay podcasts are available over on the Patreon for just £3 a month. Go to bit.ly slash more pod. So that's bit.ly slash more pod to support or just search for weekly patron. A huge thank you for supporting if you do choose to and for listening to this plug. Let's jump back into the pod. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. So, example, I remember talking to you before, I think, about pace on defenders and how important it is. It's one of the drums that I like to bang quite loud and uh, so it is very interesting that we have had this Boateng SBC with his only 83 acceleration even with a shadow is he just too slow in your view yeah 100% now because I did get uh, Neuer untradeable I felt almost you know compelled to do this Mm. Boateng and I did because I had so much fodder as well so I just said go on I'll do it and I did try him out and I had uh, used him but especially with how strong the true bomb meta is this year, poor El Boateng has no hope. Mm. Now, it's just, it's a shame because his card is sick. If you just take away the pace and look at every single other stat, it's amazing. He's six foot four. Um, so it's, you know, he has all them. But the thing is as well, when it cards, 
Like Boateng, he's an amazing centre back for so many years. And then as the cycles go on, he starts to lose some traits that he should still have, in my opinion. Like I think in previous uh, FIFAs, he has like power header, leadership. But now he just has long throw in and injury prone. Like <laughs> he's still the same person. But, <laughs> you know, he's just he's just slower. And, you know, <laughs> that's about it. There are a number of other reasons as well. It's the fact that you can't shuttle as quickly into interceptions if you have lower acceleration. You can't cover in wide areas if your fullback uh, decides to go missing, which of course sometimes happens. There are so many compelling reasons why you should stick to near max pay centre-backs or the fastest centre-backs you can get. And I know this is a good value SBC as such. His stats look ridiculous and the price is pretty good, but I have to say it's just not a SBC that I would encourage people to do unless they, you know, have spare fodder sitting around. And you can maybe even say the same thing about Cannavaro, which sounds crazy, but even though he's got higher acceleration, you can only get him into, you know, the 90s pace just about. And I just struggle to see that being something, especially with his size, that's going to be viable longer term. And uh, yeah, that might be a harsh truth for some people. I don't know, Steve, have we got any other thoughts on this? No, my my thoughts are pretty much exactly the same as yours there, Ben. It's um it's a card that's quite often what you find is that when a card has pretty high defensive awareness, they will get into a better position to, to intercept through balls than a card that's got lower defensive awareness. So they don't necessarily always get turned when a through ball comes in. It doesn't always get that far. But there'll be plenty of occasions when it does. And when it does, yeah, just forget about it, you know, as, as example was saying. So I, I think there are there are tons of better cards in the database that you could use than the Boateng. Uh, yeah, he's cheap if you want him in for chemistry, understandable. But oh, it, even if I was using him for chemistry, I'd, I'd sub him off in the first minute. He's With, with the new meta, he, he yeah, would yeah. just be a liability. Fair enough. Completely. Yeah, one of those things people keep saying new meta, but to be honest, uh, I've been a, a big advocate for fast centre-backs for a long time, and I think that uh, they can help massively stopping you getting caught out. It's kind of how I build my team defensively is always starting with the fastest possible yep. centre-backs because full-backs can, of course, be found that are quick anyway. Anyway, it's not a terrible value SBC, or I should say that, you know, if you have already done him, I wouldn't necessarily feel bad about it, but we should probably move on. I'd, I'd feel terrible about it. <laughs> I mean, Steve, I generally try and avoid making our listeners feel bad, but uh, I am not completely uh, disagreeing with you here for sure. Right, let's quickly, well, we've talked a lot about players we've used or we think are good or not good in this podcast. But we've got a few more. So, uh, Richard, you have a player potentially from the team of the year that you wanted to talk about. Yes. So, I bought team of the year Sergio Ramos to partner alongside Joe Gomez, the informed red Joe Gomez that I got. And I didn't know what to think. I was tossing and turning between going for Ramos or playing that little bit more and getting Virgil because I think you know what you're going to expect with Virgil. It's going to be very good AI blocks. He's not really going to get turned a lot. He is going to be sort of a unit, whereas Ramos is a little bit... Yeah, I mean, he's much, much better on the ball. He's much better at coming out with the ball from defence as well. But 
sometimes easier to get past. He's a bit smaller, high medium work rates, and also he's a little bit uh, slower as well. But I thought he was incredible when I used him. He just feels so good on the ball. He scored nine goals in 30 games a week in league. And this is my centre-back, mainly through corners and not even heading the ball when I'm I'm going to the back post and heading it back into the box. And Ramos, I'm getting it at his feet. I'm being able to turn in the box with a drag back or a ball roll and then shoot with Ramos. And having a centre-back that you can actually move that well with. I've seen a lot of people saying CDM is his position that you should be playing him. And I can, I mean, really, you can get on board with that. 94 short pass, 95 long pass, 99 composure, 92 agility. With a shadow, you get that uh, pace up as well. 99 reactions, 98 ball control. He's got exquisite defending and physical stats. He, he, he could play as a centre mid. He could play as a CDM. He could play as a fullback, a centre-back, anywhere in the defensive area, you could definitely play him. And I think when you look at his price, he, he's slowly going back up now in the sort of post-weekend league sell-off. He dropped to about 1.9 million. That's what I managed to get him for. He's back up to around 2, 2.1-ish on the PlayStation market right now. But yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that Sergio Ramos. And looking at Real Madrid's performance in the league, probably not on to get a team of the season either, given sort of how it's going to be very atletico heavy that team of the season and severe so this could be the best Ramos we get all year which for a number of these foot items you can't say there's probably going to be a 98 or a 99 Bruno down the line at some point there's probably going to be uh, an equal Ronaldo or Mbappe with Ramos I don't know if they're going to release another high rated Sergio Ramos with such a big pace increase because what is he 13 pace on his regular which when you look at the other upgrades he got done really, really good compared to a Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, it's a really good point, actually. The boosts on him are really nice indeed. Someone who doesn't have good boosts, but for good reason, is the flashback Cristiano Ronaldo, which, of course, we need to talk about. He's a right wing. He's 87 rated and has a fairly significant downgrade on most of his stats, particularly, though, in the shooting category. Uh, in dribbling, he's had a bit of a buff in certain areas and the same for pace. But overall, it's a significant downgrade, right? But, you know, it is a 250k-ish SBC, so that represents a far lower price than the actual Cristiano Ronaldo sells on the market. And the position change can, of course, be helpful. Now, I wanted to quickly just mention what we've been asked a few times, which is about licensing stuff. I know Matt and a few others asked about this. The reason why he's not a Manchester United player, which, you know, we saw with Beckham being a Real Madrid player, is going to be down to the fact that his current club, this could apply to any club, own that player and therefore they do not want that player being represented at any other club, even if it's based on the past. They would see this as sort of a bad thing for their brand, essentially. And the other thing that is important to note here is that definitely won't happen for a club like Manchester United, who are, I think, a PES-licensed club. I think this has actually worked out quite well because the Juventus licensing thing means that you obviously have the white kit on all their dynamic images, which meant that they could actually use a dynamic image from his time at Manchester United and then, you know, white out the kit. So it's then acceptable. So it's quite an interesting one from that perspective. You wouldn't, I don't think, normally see a dynamic image from the past, but in this situation, it does actually work out well. Now, obviously, we could see these blanked out kits, perhaps for other flashbacks, but I feel like that's kind of unlikely. 
as it again doesn't seem like something that the club would be keen on uh, just like they wouldn't be keen on another badge being put on the player but anyway yeah Beckham is certainly the one and only exception at the moment but there could be more certainly for ex-players but going back to the Ronaldo I certainly played him quite a few times over the weekend and uh, be interested to know Rich whether you came up against him whether you used him even and uh, what your thoughts were I've played against him you don't really see that much of a difference really between the two for the the reasons that you was stated there from the question the body type the animation the five star skills he still possesses i think more importantly for me this opens up so many different avenues on flashbacks that we mm. could get in the future now this is the first real time they've ever done something like this where they've took a current player and flashed him back to a moment with less stats but also that Cristiano Ronaldo, we would say we're in quite a small bubble. Probably the people who listen to this podcast, the people who play FIFA as much as us, where if we wanted to get Ronaldo, we could grind at rivals, grind squad battles, grind champs, and afford probably after about eight, nine weeks, Cristiano Ronaldo to go and buy him. But for a lot of people, this is their only ever mm. chance in FIFA history to play with Cristiano Ronaldo. For the casual player, you, you're going to have a little bit of fodder in your club from the occasional rivals, the occasional free packs that you get to potentially try and grind this Ronaldo. I think he's there for a decent amount of time as well, uh, if memory serves me correctly. Yeah. So I, I really like this. I think it opens the door to more flashbacks in the future. I'd love to see a Zlatan with maybe more pace, but less shooting and, and less physicals. I'd love to see a central Neymar, maybe like an 85 Neymar with less shooting, less passing, but maybe better dribbling and more pace. I think it... It opens up the door massively. Mm. I think, Richard, what you've mentioned there about the reasons for your belief that the Cristiano Ronaldo SBC is a good thing, that pretty much actually summarises my my perception of why I think it's a bad thing. Yeah, I get what you're saying about it gives people the opportunity to play with Cristiano Ronaldo when perhaps they wouldn't ordinarily be able to do that. My contention with it, though, is that are they actually getting the opportunity to play with Cristiano Ronaldo? Because that card is nothing more than a very pale imitation of what Cristiano Ronaldo actually is. I think it's it's based to me. It's, it's a fake Cristiano Ronaldo, and I think that if you're doing that SBC and you're getting that card, you're getting yourself a counterfeit Cristiano. I, I would Ronaldo. argue that even a fake Ronaldo though is better than most players yeah, in yeah. FIFA. I, I think that's a fair point. For that Ronaldo there, like I'd probably rather have. Ronaldo than Robert. There aren't many right wingers or right midfielders with five star skills, so I think he's definitely got yeah. that going for him. But apart from that, I mean, if if you look at the stats and compare them to the actual rare gold version, it's that's it's just not Cristiano Ronaldo. It's just not. Don't know what example thinks. He is a good card. The only thing that I have, especially because we we lack so many right wings this year, like um, I don't even know any really good right wings. I have to start central all the time because I can't fit a right wing in the team unless it's Hauk and Cello, which I moved to right back or something. Uh, but the only thing that I would like to for him to have is four star weak foot at least. The three star really kills him for me because it like yeah, like um lower his shooting and stuff like that, yeah, fair enough. But like if you lower his weak foot then as well, that means his shooting on his left foot with also low shooting is awful. But yeah, I guess some people never really get to play with Ronaldo. And if they do want to play with him, they won't get the full effects of what it feels like to play with a Ronaldo. But um what age was Ronaldo there? Probably ten ten to twelve years ago. You saying the Ronaldo now only has two pace less than a decade <laughs> younger Ronaldo? Yeah. <laughs> if that was like 93, 94, it would make more sense to me. But yeah, it's not the real Ronaldo, but 
I guess casuals don't really know what the real Ronaldo is, so Ronaldo's a Ronaldo. Spades is Spade. The, the other argument that's actually been made against what I've just said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sort of turn my own argument inward on itself, <laughs> is that it's really no different to using a base icon as opposed to a prime icon. So, you know, I can see that to an extent, but it's more, it's more to the point that I don't like this idea that it could be sold on the basis that you're getting the opportunity to use Ronaldo when in actual fact you're kind of not, that's all. Yeah, that's true. I suppose I think people will be aware that this isn't the proper Ronaldo. It's not going to feel the same. And the, the stats on the card, I think, show that quite clearly. What I would say, though, is if you're someone like me who slightly neglected their first owner Serie A players and don't have too many good ones, and you're thinking, well, Icon Swaps is going to work similar to Icon Swaps Season 1, where having attackers who are a real threat running at defenders who aren't the best and aren't the quickest and goalkeepers who perhaps aren't the best either then Ronaldo could give you a big advantage I think in the potential Serie A objectives that we may see they've done a lot of Serie A objectives and SBCs so it feels like to me it's quite likely we see something like that so it feels like to me it's quite likely we see something along those lines and I think it is a great way of allowing people to use a version of Ronaldo with the body type, the running style and custom animations that will just make him that much better than probably most other players that you can get that are special items on the right wing at that price. Talking of Serie A special items, we were talking about Rebreed the other week, the flashback, and we were comparing him to Neymar. Having used him a bit more, what are your thoughts now? If you can get Neymar into your squad, then that's the move to make uh, because you're going to pay your, what, I don't know, roughly 750k for him. And you're going to get those coins back if you want to sell him and upgrade that position. With Ribery, you're going to be sinking possibly slightly more than that, actually. And you're not going to get those coins back. You're stuck with Ribery. However, if you're constrained by chemistry, let's say that you're running a Serie A team or French and you can't get Neymar in there for whatever reason... Ribery, um, I've described him as being a rich man's Neymar, and that's that's really effectively what he is. Stick a Hunter Chem card on him. He moves like Neymar. He runs like Neymar. I would actually perhaps go as far as to say that if there's anything that he does slightly better than Neymar, it's attack positioning. Some of the runs that he makes are fantastic, and especially for the kind of sweaty pullbacks where you get down to the byline in the six-yard box, he, he either peels off his defenders or makes that dart forward. So he's really good at scoring those. I've been playing him centrally quite a lot as one of the strikers in a 4 one 2 one 2 he's, he's very effective playing centrally, kind of wasted out wide to an extent. But yeah, fun card. Get Neymar if you, if you can get him into your team. But if not, go and have a look at Ribery. Nice. Uh, just to wrap up here, one thing that I've been contacted about multiple times is people basically saying they think Team of the Year is bad. And I think this is something that happens every year. People are like, well, Team of the Year is not for me. It's not great. Uh, I'm not enjoying it that much. I think it's really important. And I think, Richard, you'll be a good person to talk about this. The content creators of the FIFA community are really into Team of the Year because it is a time in the cycle like no other really in terms of the caliber of players that you can pack and the hype around the promotion that yeah. gets built up by EA and also I guess the community at large but really for more casual players or players who don't have a lot of coins or spend a lot of FIFA points I would say that 
for me, Team of the Year has always been one of the more disappointing promotions. I tend to run a, a road to glory or I'll put in some FIFA points at the start and just leave it like that because I like to kind of build things up over time. And I know I'm going to play enough for that to happen. And I'll still be able to maybe afford a Team of the Year, but it's not really going to be that useful to just get one good Team of the Year for your squad. For example, I sniped to Alfonso Davies for 1.4 mil when he came out and scored five goals in Division One rivals and got three assists in five games. And it's probably one of the best box-to-box midfielders in the game. But is he worth having 1.7 million locked up in? He's phenomenal, don't get me wrong. One of the best box-to-boxes I've ever used. But it's not really worth it for most people out there to be spending that much on a player. You might have noticed that I don't particularly hype up Team of the Year on the podcast myself. I really think that it is always one of the least interesting promos of the FIFA cycle. Yes, uh, there have been worse promotions like Movember back in the day, for example, those who remember that. But really, it is often an anti-climax and there are so many better promos that we've had and potentially promos to come. As someone very much embedded in the content creator world, Rich, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's 100% fair to say. Uh, I mean, the 11 Team of the Year players, Neuer's the cheapest at about 500k, 550k on PlayStation. Even that is a lot of coins that people just don't have sort of lying mm. about if you're Not for a goalkeeper uh, anyway. <laughs> or, yeah, absolutely. The outfield players, I think right now, all above a million. Trent being the cheapest at like just over a mil on PlayStation. But I, I think that's why also you see views spike in team of the year what castro had about 170 180k people watching him first day of team of the year because even if you can't necessarily do it yourself you still want to watch everybody else do it Mm. and you want to be part of it but there'll be plenty of promos throughout the rest of the year that appeal to players who might not have the coins and and that typically in previous years has come in about a week's time with foot future stars being the the promo where you get the the up-and-coming players if that comes this year we'll have to wait and see it's been a year that we've not really been able to predict in mm. terms of the content that's come out uh, and there's been lots of changes this year so there was talked about an under 23s team of the year we'll, we'll have to wait and see if that comes out but i think the the promos will there's a promo for everyone i think that's the, the best way of saying it and hopefully the next one can appeal to the masses instead of the few i wanted to quickly dive in here actually because Basically, what happened here was we ended up speculating about what might come as a result of Team of the Year ending in a bit of a damp squib sort of way. I mean, we saw that Sabitzer at SBC, which was massively overpriced and not especially exciting as a player. And uh, the end of the promo didn't really see much in terms of, say, upgrade SBCs. And basically, it didn't really seem like they were trying to keep the enthusiasm. And I speculated on this pod and put it on Twitter as well that this was because we'd see Foot Future Stars or at least a big promo and a splash screen as soon as Team of the Year ended, or at least very soon. And that is indeed what we saw. We're going to get Foot Future Stars. It's going to come on Friday. In fact, they even put out a tweet asking people to pick the nation for the SBC player, which you can do over on Twitter. And also, actually, because the players tend to be very strong and high rated, some of them in the past have been you know, rivals to the very top players in the game. That means that we could well see a bit of a market dip. I'm not saying panic, of course. If you think you're going to be using the player longer term, it's never a good idea to panic if the market drops. But it is well worth considering that if you're thinking of maybe buying players, for example, it's probably going to be worth waiting just because we're likely to see demand split across more very good players, basically. In terms of what the promo is like, well, one notable thing is the addition of Manchester United's recent transfer, Ahmed 
Diallo Traore, he is exactly the kind of player that we'd see boosted for this. It tends to be players who don't have special items and are really not yet established at all. Someone like Saka, for example, may be considered too established despite being a really talented young player. And that would also be the same for someone like Greenwood, who's had special items too. But it'll be interesting to see how they handle it this year. The boosts are really significant, and that's something that's always been very notable. Obviously, these are low-rated players, and the fact that they can this year tweak the in-games more specifically compared to last year, and they'll be adding things like weak foot skill moves and all that kind of stuff, is going to make the potential for this promo better than ever, I would say. So that's really exciting. What they've tended to do is pull out the potential from the career mode database, which you can see if you head over to sofifa.com. And that will be what the players are rated, although it can vary and I could definitely see them spicing things up a bit. I think that's it on Foot Future Stars. I'll look forward to covering it next week on the pod. While I'm here, actually, might as well mention that Wayne Rooney SBC, the end of an era one. It is obviously the best item Rooney is going to have this year and also the best that we'll see, I suppose, until he's an icon. It's actually really good value. I think the prices have risen as a result. So that's something to bear in mind. He's out for three weeks. So if you're not needing him right away, then you might as well wait. But he looks really, really versatile. Four-star, four-star upgrade as well. Perhaps uh, we'll have someone on the pod next week who can give us some insight into how he is to use. For now, though, we'll get back into it and do our goodbyes. Although, of course, it's not a goodbye if you're a supporter and you're getting that supporter-exclusive gameplay pod, which will be out in just a bit. And if you're not a supporter already and would like to support the pod, get double the amount of podcast content for just £3 a month, including that pod where we talk about Richard's Elite One finish where he used a 4-3-2-1 with a very interesting tactical decision and also actually a technique that he's been using to break down Park the Bus, which has been really successful for him. And we'll cover examples, excellent corners as well. All of that and more over on the Patreon, bit.ly slash more pod. So that's bit.ly slash more pod. Right, let's go back in and do our goodbyes. Right then, example. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Where can people catch you? So it's example without the E's underscore XX on all graph. Thanks very much, Ben. No, it's been great to have you and great to get you on that gameplay pod shortly too. And the same to you, Richard, as well. Great to have you. Where can people find you? Ah, Buckley 98 across all social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. See me live streaming all of the team of the year goodness with bruno and van dyke on facebook amazing and we finally come to steve steve huge thanks for joining us on this one as always uh, where can people catch you yeah similar to example on twitter at the foot coach but without the p's and also on twitch.tv forward slash the foot coach great well that wraps us up for this week's content pod a huge thank you to all you listeners and a big thanks to all you supporters for keeping the pod going and of course, to those icon patrons. Dave B, DJ FIFA player, Coach Vass, Hugh J, Thomas, Alan G, Hunter B, Alistair, Martin M, Jordan, Matt L, Reese A, Liam B, Harry P, Sam B, Adam G, Neil P, David S, Robbie S, Andrew C, Tom B, Paul S, Stephen F, Eric T, Christopher R, Jonathan P, Elliot M, Lee A, Paul, Johan P, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Sam P, David C, Brian S, Siler P, James P, Mikael L, Nishant, Ruben D, Dougie, Anthony R, Also Ran, Jeff B, Stephen M, Roger D, Dan W, Pobius, Sporkum, Bronco, Matt H, and Savage P. 
At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Before I leave you, I just wanted to say that, well, FIFA is a bit like life, really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, and support, or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, I'll catch you next time. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network.